gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Unix, and today, I regrettably do not want to do this, but I have to do this. I gotta talk about the Phoenix Suns. And I have to talk about their recent losses. Mainly the Kings loss because that one just killed me the most. But, we talk about their losses. We're going to be talking about their future. Uh, Got Kevin Durant news. Got a big update regarding him. So, we're just going to jump right into that. Not a lot of news. I'm still sick. So, if you guys can hear that. Uh, my apologies for that, but there's nothing I can do. But I, I, right now I'm just sick, so I just want to take this moment and talk about the Phoenix Suns on this beautiful Saturday morning here in Arizona. You guys know where to find me on social media. That's going to be like one of the easiest places to find me on, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they're all right there. Instagram.com slash courtside heat MBA. Twitter.com slash courtside heat MBA. And Facebook.com slash courtside heat. Right, guys, you also have courtsheat.com, the best place to get NBA news and opinion piece articles. Even uh, beyond that, because besides opinion piece articles, I do write articles that are detailed highly in depth of some opinion but a lot of fact trying to break down big topics like surrounding the Suns, like surrounding the Celtics, like surrounding a bunch of topics, players, teams, etc, etc. So guys, with that being said, you guys know where to find me. So let's just jump into this quick podcast episode Nothing extensively long. I'm not going to go like on an hour and a half rant. I, I might, this may not even be like coming to an hour because I want to make this just clear and concise, short, just sweet, just straight to the point. Just straight to the point. And I'm hoping by the time Monday rolls around where I record a podcast, or I guess that'll be the Sunday night, I won't be dealing with this illness anymore because I'll be going on two weeks. And to be honest, I don't. I just have two weeks just to be dealing with this illness. Because it's already been a miracle enough, guys, that I've been able to do this podcast. I told you guys that I probably would not have been able to do this podcast. But because I'm sick, I had to cancel my plans for Saturday. And But hey, I'm able to do the podcast. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise. I love hanging out on this podcast. So let's just get it rocking and rolling. The Suns. They can't get it rocking and rolling. They're actually flopping and not rocking. They're flopping and dropping. Yeah, there we go. So instead of rocking and rolling, they're just dro- uh, they're just 
Well, what was it? Flopping and dropping. Yep, that's that's pretty much it. This team is flopping and dropping. I may just use that from now on. But anyways, um, it gets very interesting with the Phoenix Suns. It gets very interesting with the West. And I don't know how many of you guys have been paying attention to this, but this has been the busiest March has ever been for the NBA, thanks to the playing tournament. Thanks to, like, I don't know if you want to call it an anomaly or not, but we're getting up there. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. We're getting up there. Because this has been a very weird season for the West. The East, the East has this figured out. They have their stuff in check. Like, their stuff in check. Like, there's nothing going on in the East. Like, it's compelling to a certain point, but it all makes sense, and it's all predictable based upon the skill level of the teams. Like, no one thought, oh, hey, the Hornets, they could be a somebody. Like, no one thought about that, or about Detroit, or about India, or Washington. But when you see teams like Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Cleveland, like, when you start seeing about those teams, now... I guess Brooklyn, you can say, well, no one expected them to be a 7th seed. Just from the perspective, you start out with Katie and Kyrie before the trade line, way before the trade line. But even then, I've seen at best, even with Katie and Kyrie, just the way things were going, they were a 5th seed at best. Miami, they're always floating around 5th and 6th. That's the truth. I guess if you want to go, it was shocking stuff. When you had, um, what was it that the Hawks firing their head coach, firing David Millen for uh, Quinn Snyder? Best big thing. Toronto's been under underperforming. It's been underwhelming. Same with Chicago. But when you get to the West, because it's not as predictable. Even though people came in like, oh. Phoenix is going to run, just going to run this city. Same with Denver, same with Memphis, same with the Clippers, same with the Warriors. I don't think many people had the Kings out of all the teams, even though I was calling for it in the offseason. I don't think many people were putting a lot of credence to what I was saying and what other people were saying about the hype of the uh, just of Sacramento. They're a third seed. They're better than the Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, Timberwolves, and Suns. I don't know how many people thought the Thunder would have been in the plan. I don't know how many people thought that the Dallas Mavericks were going to be outside the playing tournament. So this has been a very weird West. And lastly, and what we've been talking about for the past week and two weeks and just etc. etc. I don't know how many people thought that. We were going to be separated by a game or two games. Because if you take it from four to... Yeah, I'm going to take it from four to twelve. So if seven, fourth seed to twelfth seed is only three and a half games. That is just unfathomable. Like, no one was predicting that. I wasn't predicting that. 
I don't say anyone was really predicting that. And if you were, you deserve to win the lottery. So if you're predicting it to be like this for the West, you go buy yourself a lottery ticket. Buy yourself one or two lottery tickets, big or small, and you try to cash in because you know the future. You know how to predict the future. But many of us just don't know how to predict the future and know we're seeing the West playing out like this. And the Suns are in a very interesting position because now they could be getting hosed out of the 5th into 6th. Because if the Warriors keep winning and the Suns keep losing, theoretically and realistically, they could be demoted to 6th and Golden State promoted to 5th. And then you're getting into dangerous territories where... You're only a half a game ahead of Minnesota and Los Angeles. So then the Timberwolves and Lakers can come on in and kick out Phoenix and put Phoenix into the playing tournament. And many people were saying to me and saying online, oh, that's never going to happen. We're watching it happen right now. And I'm not going to try to go be this optimistic person or pessimistic person pessimistic person about the Phoenix Suns or about any of these teams. I'm going to remain neutral because the West is the wild, wild West. This is something that is just unfathomable. It's just no one was really thinking about this. But last night's loss, Friday night's loss to the Sacramento Kings was one of the most demoralizing and crushing losses the Suns have faced all season. And that's even that's even saying a lot when you remember when the Suns were really bad. What was it like that 16 game losing streak? We had a huge losing streak. It was double digit. That's when Devin Booker wasn't there. We were plagued by injuries for 80% of our starting lineup. Just was not healthy. Yeah, I remember that. But you remember when we lost to Knicks? When the Knicks were really bad, and it, it, it was awful, the first quarter was awful, I was listening it through the radio from 98.7, then of course, I was watching on my computer through DirecTV Stream on Bally Sports, it was bad, but this one was demoralizing, and so I think where I want to start off with the Phoenix Suns is... This game, I'll get into standings, I'll get into my opinions beyond this game, looking into standings, looking into the future. Um, I'll get to the Kevin Durant news in a bit. Uh, it, it, everyone sure heard about it, so it's not like this groundbreaking news that I'm holding on to. Still important news, but it's going to tie in, in, in the later parts of the podcast episode. But this one was really bad. So, I don't know how many of you guys watched the Suns-Kings game. But the but the Suns are wrapping up their road trip. They're wrapping up their road trip. Because tomorrow, or I'm sorry, today, Saturday, March 25th, they're taking on Philly at home. It's also going to be at 7 p.m. just like the past game against Sacramento. But what makes this so crushing, demoralizing, is that the first half went pitcher perfect. Like, without DA and KD, this team looked the most complete. 
It just looks so organic, so natural, so impressive, just top of the line. It was just amazing. Like, we had few mistakes, capitalized on many, many opportunities. We were just so efficient from the field. Like, first half, we were really rocking it. We were really, really rocking it. And again, I was doing live commentary on this game on my Twitter page. But the first quarter, we end the fourth quarter on a 14-4 run. I had no major complaints. We played very well, capped us on many shots, and physicality was turned up. If we were comparing it to the first quarters of our games. So far, Busy and Landell were picking up the slack and compensating for the missing DeAndre, who was out due to a hip injury. I think it was like a right hip contusion. Devin Booker had 10 points. Chris Paul was just efficient in the first half. Jock Landell, however, had double digits. TJ Warren was starting to play well. Like, we were clicking by the time that we got to the half. It was 67-56. Suns were winning by 11. The Kings had no answers for Devin Booker's and the Suns offense. Mike Brown was not happy. He was visibly not happy many times throughout the half. Devin Booker was already at 15-7-3. I guess he was picking up the psych rebound-wise with no DeAndre Drain due to the injury. The bench was exploding with 32 Scored roughly 47% of the Suns' total points at the half. Landell was leading the way with 14. Ross right behind with 12. Chris was rocking and rolling with his playmaking ability. Shine bright tonight with the 11 assists at the half. Everything was just cooking. It was truly amazing. It was truly, truly, truly amazing. Then we got to the third quarter. The dreaded third quarter. That was the quarter where I wanted to kill myself. I'm not even kidding with you guys. That was the quarter where I was ready just to curl up in the ball and just shrivel to death. Just wanted to die. Because the emotional flare-up in the third quarter cost the Phoenix Suns. That the emotion the third quarter emotional flare-up is what caused the Suns to get rattled. And the Kings took hold of the game. Plain and simple. Can't change my mind. And I'm not saying that Ed uh, Malloy. Hold on. Malloy. Ed Malloy cost us the game. I'm not saying that. But he impacted it greatly in that quarter. He's one of the greatest referees. To bite so bad. That even the opposing team was booing him. And that's really hard to do. Like he was just atrocious. He he was a soft referee, emotion referee. He has a big ego. And the amount of jelly on his hair. Oh my gosh. The dude seems like he's a lot of fun to be around. He seems like he's ego driven. And he was making calls 
when it didn't even pertain to him. He was on the other side of the court, and he decided to step in. And Sean Corbin made right calls, but then it was overturned by this moron. So it's Putts. He's just trying to insert himself. And he's teeing up the Suns left and right. Devin Booker and Chris Paul. It was actually really bad. And the Suns got riled up. So when the Suns, or any team really, are rattled, they're never going to play good defense as a team. Defense went down as the Kings, despite being tired defensively, worked Phoenix to the ground offensively. And then we saw throughout the entire game, for the entire rest of the second half, Phoenix missed critical shots that would have changed the way this game was ending in the fourth. Execution was lacking, but is that new? No. So I said in my tweet, but what's new? In preferences. I said this game was great for the Suns in the first half, but come the third quarter, it went to heck and hand basket. The Suns cost themselves in the fourth quarter, but it was a snowball effect because once Kevin Herter got in a rhythm, once he caught fire, he wasn't letting go. He was just supernatural. He was a different being. He wasn't from Earth. And it was just super demoralizing because Darren Fox went out with, um, I believe it was hamstring. He had a hamstring strain. He, he just left the game with a hamstring issue. So he was done at the night. He was done with the night with 19 points. He was done for a night with 19 points. Thank you. Sabonis, but here's the sad part. This is where it gets worse. Sabonis, 27. Barnes, 23. Keegan Murray, 13. He only attempted, for his, he only attempted seven shots. 19 for Fox. 29 for Herder. The bench was horrific. The Suns bench did amazing. Suns bench absolutely did amazing. They had, get this, Terry Ross had 30. Then TJ Warren, Jock Lindell combined for 32. That's 62. Campaign was awful. Campaign has not been the same since return from injury. We just have to accept that. It's just been awful. Five assists are nice, but it's just been awful shooting. He was 0 from 5 from the field and 1 from 2 from the line. But you get that, then you get the 5 points from Shamit. How many points is that? Hold on. That's 68. It was just honestly not a good game for the Suns. Josh Akogi. Bismack Biombo and Torrey Craig just did not step it up offensively. Those three players combined for 12 points. Defensively, they're very solid. Seven blocks. They could they totaled themselves for seven blocks. They combined for seven blocks. That's amazing. Rebounds were there. But they have a book where I rebound all of them. It's just, it was not good. And I'm going to go beyond the stat sheet. It was just a bad game for the Suns come the second half. And it was the same team we saw in the second half that we saw in the Lakers game. Even with all the foul troubles. 
but just we got mentally psyched out. We got flustered in the third quarter, and it was bad. Ed Malloy is a terrible coach. I'm sorry, a terrible referee. And he was unbearable to watch. I've never seen a referee affect the game that much. And he's not incompetent. The idiot knows what he's doing. And this is not because I have a Phoenix Suns bias. He was also making bad calls for the Sacramento Kings, which I was pointing out on my Twitter page. So, I was going both ways. The dude's just a moron. And I know Eddie Johnson was trying to save his butt, sometimes by saying he's a good referee. No, I just think he's a moron. I don't know why the NBA pays these people. They're, they're just losers at their jobs. And I get it, basketball is a very hard sport to call. But when you're being a reckless moron in that third quarter, like if you guys have the chance to rewatch that game or just see the highs or listen to anyone else, this is just not me saying it. And my was trending on Twitter with thousands, of tw thousands upon thousands of tweets because of how bad he was. Ike, he was so bad. But I'm not going to keep talking about it because that bum doesn't need any more of my airtime of this, of this, on, on this time of this podcast. Or you know, he doesn't even need any more time on Twitter. Dude's a bum. He really is. And that's saying he was doing it to the Kings as well. Not as bad as the Suns, but still. It was just so bad. That 45 point for a quarter just mentally broke the Suns. Then we had a chance. The bench gave us it. The starting unit besides Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul had 15 and 13. He didn't do well playmaking wise in the second half. But so much stuff went wrong. The turnovers were obnoxious by the Phoenix Suns campaign. Really should be done for. He was cooked, but in a bad sense. He was done for. He was done for. It was one of the most horrendous games I've seen in playoff season. This was just a collapse, a mental collapse for the Phoenix Suns in this second half. First half was rock solid love. This second half, I wish so, which just shot me in the face. Sorry if you guys hear me drink. I'm just trying to get some liquid in me. And that loss results as a... I don't want to say it. This loss results us in a free and losing streak. That hurts. Not going to lie. So... March 8th, and this is where Kevin Durant comes in. March 8th was a home game against Oklahoma City. Kevin Durant was supposed to make his, um, his gone, what was, I'm sorry, blinking. His home debut, right? That didn't happen. The Clem Crew sold. They sold. They just decided to sell out and just hurt Kevin Durant. 
So then we get the dub. 31 point win. We're like, okay, that's not bad. And then we face Sacramento. Okay, um, hmm. That's not good. We lost. Then we lost to the Warriors. And I've already covered this. I covered this last week. I covered this too. I covered the Kings loss, the Warriors loss, and the Bucks loss in that podcast episode. If you guys not listen to that podcast episode, I recommend wholeheartedly you guys just go listen to that podcast episode. Because it came out March 15th. The Suns losing proves the point of two things. Guys, go listen to that. Go listen to that. And that was that was the day before I got sick. So I, I would have kept talking about it too. But you guys got to look up sick. So you guys can hear me rant about that. Or, but I guess I can't talk about anything else. So, but anyways. So I just want to say, from March 11th, to the 24th. Call it two weeks. In, in the two week span. We're one in six. With from the 11th to the 14th. Free game losing streak. Then the 16th. Against the match we won. 116 to 113. That was a very bad game. Where the magic could have won. It probably should have won. If we're being honest with ourselves. So then. After that when we go over. To Oklahoma City against the Thunder to start our free game road trip. We lose that game. Then we lose to the Lakers. Then now we lose to the Kings. And I'm not going to relive these losses. I've just explained the Kings game. I've already talked about the Lakers and the Thunder game. This is now really bad. Because... We have two more games until Kevin Durant. So, the target day for Kevin Durant. So, we're all on the same page. Is he's going to be missing the Kings game, the Philly game, and the Jazz game. And we'll be back on Wednesday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And can we point out that Wednesday has been the rise and fall of the rise again of Kevin Durant. Can I just say that? He made his debut March 1st on Wednesday against Charlotte. And he was going to make his home debut against... Um... What was that team? I'm sorry. Against Oklahoma City. That was March 8th on a Wednesday. That's when he gets hurt. And now he's going to be making his return on a Wednesday, March 29th. Can I just say how crazy that is? That is absolute bananas. Bananas to me. This guy is riding and dying on Wednesdays. Like instead of us being called the Los Suns, we should just be called the Los Wednesdays. We should just be called the Wednesdays at this point. Because the Suns, I guess, are now just revolving around Wednesdays. Started with Kevin Durant Wednesday debut. Then Wednesday got hurt. And this was within spans like one to two week Wednesdays. Which is absolutely crazy to me. By the way, we're free and know of Kevin Durant. That means I'm saying. We were able to beat Chicago, Charlotte, Dallas. 
just guys, this is bad. Because I want to get everyone caught up on the Suns. Because I want everyone to know this. As bad as the second half was, as bad as the ref blunder and idiocy that was going on there, I was thinking idiocy is a real word, but just how just mind-numbing that third quarter was. As a Suns fan, Bulls has a fan of the game and just hating on the refs. The Suns lost. You can't do anything about that. The fourth quarter's bad. The fourth quarter was on the Suns. We just could not regain momentum. Kevin heard that team burned us. We could not fight back. We did, but we just could not put up a fight anymore. We just laid there and took it. So, but we lost. Moving on behind, but just move behind that. Move behind the Los Angeles Lakers game and the Oklahoma State Thunder game. We now have to face Philly on a back-to-back. We're going to be at home. 7 p.m. game. We're probably flying back now. The time of this recording, which is like around 11. Catch up on your sleep. Philly lost. But that means nothing. I don't know if DA's playing or not. I have no idea. I love to know if DA's playing. That would be great. But I, I just don't know. And to me, guys, that is the most frightening. I just don't know. Because when you look at the schedule and you see... Philly, Utah, then Minnesota. Will Kevin Durant be making a difference? I think it will. I think we need to get back all of our pieces. It's just been a rough stretch of basketball. It's been a rough stretch of basketball. Just like December 5th, all the way down to January 16th. When we pretty much went 21 and 24 in that stretch. Till we were able to catch some fire. This is probably our second worst stretch this season. And I don't like that it's coming at this point in time. I just don't like that. Because that's some bad morale for us mentally. We're getting our heads now. It's in our heads. I honestly do believe that. I really do believe that. We have to pick up a few more dubs. When Kevin Durant... We need to pick up a dub before Kevin Durant gets here. Get, just returns. With our DA, doesn't matter. But before KD. Because we need to prove to ourselves and in our minds that we can win without Kevin Durant. And we have. We were able to beat the Thunder once and Orlando once. Everything else is resulting in losses. We just have to get out of our heads. We have to beat Philly or beat Utah or beat both teams. Don't care. And then we got to go in a national game against Minnesota. And we got to take the fight to them. We're trying to stay alive in the playing tournament. Trying to get out of the playing tournament and try to make it to the uh, playoffs. But then we got to face Denver, then Oklahoma City, then San Antonio, 
then Denver again, the Los Angeles Lakers, then the LA Clippers. It gets very interesting. Like we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games left. We can't keep losing like this because let me tell you the standings. Let me tell you the standings. Because it does not get pretty. I don't think any of this gets pretty. To be truthful, the Suns are in fifth. They're half a game behind the Clippers now for fourth. But fourth and fifth don't matter because fourth and fifth, they just play each other in the postseason. So we're just going for the sexier record. That's all we're going for. It's all we're really going for. We're just trying to see, oh, well, that's just more beautiful. Like, oh, look, it's just more ego-boosting. The thing just be in fourth rather than fifth. That's what it really is. It's just a mental boost, if you want to call it that. We're not going for a first, second, or third. It's really coming down to the fourth. But you don't want to get yourself into a situation where you go to six. You only go to six if the play tournament's collapsing and it's pushing itself further away from six. But it's not doing that. And if the Warriors win and you keep losing, Phoenix keeps losing and Golden State keeps winning, you go into six, now you're only a game, game and a half out of seventh. Then you got to face Minnesota. So let's say you lose your next two games. Let's say we keep losing. You're in six. Let's just say you lose one to two games to lose both. You're definitely in six. Then you gotta face Minnesota. Assuming you're not already in seventh, you're and if you lose to Minnesota because KD's coming back and it's still off, that's bad. And you're finally seventh. Then you're in the playing tournament, and now you gotta fight for your life. And now you're in a situation where you gotta take an extra puff game, puff game playing. You gotta take the playing game. Trying to make the postseason, which will add another game, which instead of 24, it'll be 25 games. Got to win and win the championship. That's going to get more tough. But then you also have the Lakers here, 12 and a half as well, with the same record, 500, with the Minnesota Timberwolves, 37-37. This has been a rough stretch for the Phoenix Suns. I can't shake it any other way. And I could go more in depth about this. I really can't. But I just want to get you guys caught up on this. I wanted to let you guys know what is going on. Because I think this is important. I think this is valid. I think this is something we need to be looking at even more. In this standings, we have to start worrying about the playing tournament. Because this is super close. Because from 5th... The 10th is only two and a half games. And the way the Suns are playing right now, the way that the chips are falling, this is now looking good for my team, for your team. Like, this is bad for the Phoenix Suns. And I'm not trying to instill fear in our hearts. I'm just trying to bring us to reality that, hey, we need a reality check. This is a reality check. We about to get hosed. If we keep losing, if we keep losing, good gosh, I do not want to find out what happens. 
I'll be livid if I come back on a Thursday. No, I'm sorry, Friday. And I find out, I talk, that we are in the playing tournament. Or we in six going into seventh. Because I've done the math. I can look at this. Anyone can do the math on this. It's just if you guys want to accept the results or not. That's that's the difference. But guys, with that being said, I just wanted to take a quick, mi quick minute and talk about the Phoenix Suns. I wanted to talk about the loss. I didn't want to just rant about the refs. We 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 had a bad game. We got outplayed in the second half. That 45 to 26 for quarter for quarter killed us. It did. It mentally snapped us. It drained us. Kevin Herter made us pay severely. That entire team made us pay severely. We were just not the same like we were in the first half. Something mentally switched. It was our body language was off in the second. We were frustrated. We were depressed. We were out of it. We had some glimpses, but then it just ripped our hearts out for the players, for the coaches, for the fans. We just had to move past that loss. But I want to let you guys know that this is becoming more severe now. I wanted to give you guys an update on the standings. And because my voice is giving out now, I have to wrap it up where I would go deeper. Trust me. Try not to be a pansy here, but I can't go any further. My voice is giving out. This is why I got, remember guys, we're fifth. We're only two and a half games out of 10th. We're only two out, we're only two and a half games out of 11th. If we're including Dallas, who is the same record as the Thunder. Think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. So guys, with that being said, this is all I have for today's podcast episode. Thank you for listening to this short podcast episode, and I will see you guys come here Monday. Hopefully, I'm not sick anymore. That would be a huge blessing. That would be a huge, huge thing. Um, that would be nice. I'll cover tomorrow night's game. and um, Yeah, but what I'm recording, Friday night, I, I, Saturday, I'm going to cover the game against Philly. So, with that being said, guys, this is all I got. This is the reality of the Phoenix Suns, and I'm going to be signing off. Peace out. Ah! 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 Ah!